0: I think uh people are starting to come back into the hall so we'll um bring ourselves back together and um we'll we'll pray before Matthew comes to join us but before we do I'm just going to read from the uh, the passage of the day so it's um as you see on the screen uh from Mark chapter 1 verses 16 to 20. Uh, I'm going to read it from the NIV version if you're following me there. It says this says As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When they had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Lord, just bless your word to us this morning. Lord, we pray for our Pastor Math as he comes to share your word. Lord, thank you for Math. Thank you for his heart, for sharing the good news of your gospel with the lost. Lord, we just pray you open our hearts and minds to what you have to say to us through your word this morning. We pray all that in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
1: Morning, it's great to be with you guys. We were away for a week in, in Brecon for half term, and we stayed in one big house: ten adults, ten kids. So um, but it was good. We survived, and the kids survived. So we left with ten adults and ten kids as well. So, the, so it was, it was a really good time. Uh, I can remember when I was about seventeen. So before I became a Christian, I went to a big church event in in Birmingham. i have been brought up in church and know lot, knew lots of Christians, uh, my parents being some of them. And I, we went to this event, and there was an American preacher, and I can remember him asking people co- to come down at the end, and he basically said, oh, come and, come and become a Christian. It's free, and it's easy. It's like free, and it's easy. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the easiest thing you'll ever do. It's an easy life, and, uh, and, it, and, it's, and it's free as well. And it almost stood out to me because I understood the free part, and we love the free part, don't we? Like Jesus has paid for us, and this morning we're reminded of his grace and his love and his forgiveness. And every Sunday almost is, is not coming as good people, we're coming as people to remind ourselves, isn't it, of God's love and his grace and his free gift to us. But I've never understood the easy part of, of, of following Jesus and, and this easy, easy life of being a Christian. Uh, Because all the people who I knew who who followed Jesus, there was a a cost to that. There was a cost to them following. Uh, They gave up many things. Uh, They didn't do certain things. They did other things. And so there's definitely uh, a a cost to that. And as we look at the Gospel of of Mark, uh, straight away we see the cost of following Jesus, how much he loves us and came for us uh, and invites us as we hear this morning then also the cost as well for us to follow him. And so, yeah, if you, if you have your, your Bibles, these are the main verses on, on the screen, but I'm going to look at John and Luke's account as well. But, but we, we see there in verse 16, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee. And he talks about walking beside the Sea of Galilee. And, and so Jesus has gone public now. In Mark's account, it's very short bullet points. And so, uh, like Alan said last week, uh, there's lots of background stories to these things that we see in Mark. But in Mark's account now, Jesus has gone public. Uh, his first 30 years uh, were quiet and yet perfect. So, um, so it was, it's not as if he didn't do anything. We believe that he was perfect, that he never sinned. And now he's been baptized. Uh, he spent 40 days in the wilderness And from now on, he's hitting the streets. He's making it public. It's a public ministry, meaning he was out in the public. And we're challenged uh, at the end of Matthew then to go and make, for us to go public and go and make disciples. And our Christmas series, which we did recently, was Come and See. And I don't know about you, but I like this come and see part. I'm more comfortable with the come and see and people to come come to us and see uh and, and and a lot of the ministries that we do important ministry biblical ministries we invite people to come and see and that's important we share our love we open our building our homes we welcome people we serve them we give them uh different things and we minister to them and also we share the gospel and truth and so come and see is important but I, if i'm a hand on my heart. I'm more comfortable with the come and see part as well, coming to my house or coming to this building. But I'm challenged more of this series with the go and make. Not just the come and see, but the go and make. And just to, this is more to just um, sow a few seeds just to see if this resonates. Because some of these things, I think most of us would feel extremely uncomfortable with, with, with these things. Uh, but just kind of feeling, as we call, to how can we go and make disciples in 2024? Uh, And from speaking to other churches and learning from other people, um, just some things. If you you feel maybe at the end of the service that you were convicted about this or you'd like to get involved, then come and speak to us. But we want to continue to be as church, personally and publicly as Thornhill Church, so carry on doing that. Uh, I feel more convicted not to just... um, put leaflets through the doors, but to actually knock on the doors, uh, I know that sounds a little bit like Jehovah Witnesses, and I, I, we, we, I understand that, but fair play to them. I think there's a boldness that, that they have that often I don't have. Uh, like there's, there's Bibles outside Sainsbury's. I'm thinking about speaking to them and seeing if we can have a stall. Uh, there's a thing that a church called um, in, in Cardiff called Hots, and so it's healing on the streets, uh, and the prayer outside the church, opposite the doctors, which a lot of people go for healing, don't they? A lot of people go for um, to be made well. And the spirit prayer led, uh, spirit led prayer walks going around the area, not just praying for the area, but intentionally being available to people that we meet. Uh, and and the verses that whether people praise our Father in heaven because of our good deeds, or people insult you or persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Either way, we're called to go and make. Like, we won the first part, don't we? We want people to praise. But either way, we're called to go and make. And so if any of those resonate with you, if any of those think, like, I, I feel really uncomfortable, but I feel called to do that, or I would be willing to do that, then come and speak to me at the end as we look to maybe go out of the building to go out on the streets into thornell this year in 2024 but then it goes back to uh, verse verse 16 and it says simon and andrew so jesus walked beside the sea of galilee and he saw simon and his brother andrew and like i said mark's bullet point style is is we're getting a snapshot of the story and if we just read mark we would think this is the first time they've ever met these guys and this is just a quite quick introduction and there's not much to the story but this isn't the first time Jesus has met these guys and we need to look at John's uh, gospel to see that and if you want to look in your Bibles I've got the verse on the screen but it is pretty small but John 1 35 to 42 uh, so if you want to John 1 to 42 this gives us the first story of where we where we hear Jesus meeting Andrew and Simon, and so it helps us put into context what Mark is saying as well. So it says this in verse thirty five. So Jesus had just got baptized, and then it says this the next day, so the next day after Jesus got baptized, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples, talking about John's disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. So John's disciples started following Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him so they had a day with him learning listening watching and then it was it said it was about four in the afternoon and andrew simon peter's brother was one of the two who heard what john had said and would follow jesus so andrew in mark's story was one of the two disciples that had spent the day with jesus and then it says this in verse 41 the first thing andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah that is the Christ. And we brought him, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which is translated to Peter. So they've met, so they've met Jesus before Andrew heard John say that he was the Messiah Simon had a random encounter with Jesus saying that he's got the wrong name and so he's going to be called Peter instead which means the rock but then they go back to their their jobs they meet Jesus but then they go back to their jobs as fishermen maybe they're they're not educated enough or good enough to be full-time disciples of John so they meet the Messiah but they go back to their to their jobs and i andrew and simon uh, were jews and now today uh, you can have atheistic jews so the word jew is quite broad but his relationship with john being one of john's disciples showed that andrew believed and was waiting for the messiah a rescuer of the people and john said he's the one like john is he'd been we don't know how long he'd been a disciple of john but john said like all right I've, we've been looking for this a moment like this is the one this is the lamb of god this is the messiah but then andrew who's been following uh, john and now meets jesus he has this, decide, this dilemma of well who is this jesus and, and what does it mean that he is the messiah is he really the one and do i still follow john do i still follow him what about my job what's what do i need to do and, and it was a massive uh, faith cost to follow Jesus. This is the start of the story, but, but it, it, as, he, as he went on in his ministry, he got lots of hate by the religious leaders, the amount of people that hoarded him that he couldn't go anywhere, the call uh, to serve and love others as, as, they were, as Jesus would ask him to. It had rough times, it had doubting times it had betrayal times but it also had miracle times walking water times dead man waking up times leprosy going times but to start it was a step of faith and there is a faith cost in following jesus if you don't know jesus you need to make a step of faith and this isn't blind faith this isn't unreasoned faith I think we have one of the greatest uh, faith uh, evidences in the fact that history is split on Jesus. It's before and after him. No other religion, no other figure splits history in half. So this is not blind faith, but this is faith in who Jesus is. And Jesus went public for you. He went public for for Andrew and Simon going down and looking for these guys. And Jesus has gone public for you. If you've come to know Jesus, there will be times where you know he's pursued you, where he's used people to influence you, to to pray for you. Jesus has gone public for you. He loves you. He came for you. He died for you. And so what does publicly having faith in Jesus look for you? It will be different for all of us, but what does publicly having faith in Jesus look for you? For some people, that's being baptised. For some people that's telling people about their faith for that's for some people that's not doing certain things or doing other things but what does publicly having faith in jesus look for you because there is a cost a faith cost in following jesus but back to mark's account it looks like jesus gets straight to the point in verse 17 it says come follow me Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Again, Mark's story is quite a short one, isn't it? It would be like a snippet, almost like a one-minute video. But there's more to the story here. And Luke's account gives us more to the story. So Luke's account tells us about this encounter with Andrew uh, and with Simon. And it's in Luke 5, um, Luke 5, verses one to ten. Again, if you've got good eyesight, you can see that. But if you haven't, then um, actually if you haven't got good eyesight, you might not be able to read your Bible either. So but if you are if you, if it's helpful having it in front of you or on your phone then Luke five verse one to ten. So John's story told us about how actually they'd met before and Luke five gives us more information about this story down by the seaside. And Luke five one to ten. It says this. It says, One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is also the Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats. So remember, there's two boats here left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. And he asked him to pull out a little from the shore then he sat down and taught the people from the boat remember he'd already met simon now when he had finished speaking he said to simon put out into deep water and let the nets for a let down the nets for a catch simon answered master we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but because you say so I will let down the nets and when he had done so they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break and so look at verse 7 so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink when Simon Peter saw this he fell at Jesus knees And said go away from me Lord I am a sinful man For he and his companions Were astonished At the catch of the fish They had taken And look at verse 10 And so were James and John The sons of Zebedee Simon's partners Then Jesus said to Simon Don't be afraid From now on you will fish For people This is is an amazing story It's quite hard to to like look at it and, and some of the, the uh, kids' Bible stories help with that sometimes. But these good guys were fishermen. They haven't caught anything all night, and they've just hit the jackpot. They've literally had the winning lottery ticket with fish, and they've just hit the jackpot. I don't know about uh, how much is it in. Maybe someone has, has looked into it, but it could have been a year's supply of fish, It could have been more, I don't know, but it was so much that the boats were full that they were sinking with fish. Like, these guys were rich. Like, these guys were rich. We're thinking fish. Think money, because fish is money there, isn't it? So these guys have got a boat full of money, basically. These guys have just become rich. And the temptation would have been to say, oh, thank you so much, Jesus. That's great. Like, see you later. Like, that's brilliant, is Jesus, like, that, this is a crazy thing. Check this out. Jesus had just made them rich. Like, Jesus had done that. Jesus had just made these guys rich. A, a boat full of fish, a boat full of money. Jesus had done that. He had just made them rich. And it could be to say, thank you so much, Jesus. You blessed me with my money. Thank you. And, and to use that then for your own gain, for your own good, or to just see it as a blessing and carry on with the temporary life and comforts. But Jesus had just made them rich. He just he just handed them a briefcase full of money basically. And he's just given it to them. And but and so he does that. He makes them rich, he gives them loads of fish, loads of money. So he does all this and then look what he does. He gives them the money in one hand, and then he says, "Now come follow me." Like, he gives them the money, he gives them the fish, he gives them all that, and then he says, "Now leave that, and come follow me." Like we heard recently we about the testing and temptation, and Jesus tests them before they even follow him. And for these guys, uh, there is a story later about the rich young ruler, and for, the, for that time, anyone rich was seen as a bless they were blessed by god these people who were chosen by god they were blessed by god so to be rich was being a blessed by god and if you're not rich you're less blessed but jesus said in mark uh, in matthew 19 truly i tell you it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven like jesus is saying the more money you make the more dangerous it becomes in following me and so Jesus is testing them straight away. And so he's given them loads of money, he's made them rich. And then he says, Leave that and follow me. And look at Peter's response in verse 8. When Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. Like I am a sinful man. Like, go away from me, Lord. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I think. You don't know what my heart is like. You don't know what my mind is like. Like, you have no idea what I'm like. Like, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Jesus had preached. He performed a miracle. And Simon had this response. Jesus, you are great. Like, you are the Messiah. Like, you are God. But I'm not good enough to be around you. So go, choose some other people. Focus on them, but leave me alone, because I'm not good enough to be with you. And if you think you're too bad to follow Jesus, encouragingly, you're in a good place when it comes to God. It's almost like uh, opposite. Like, if, you're, if you think you're too bad, actually, that can be a positive when it comes to following God, because he, come, he came for the spiritually sick. He's a doctor who comes for the sin sick. If you think you're too good to follow God, if you think you're okay, actually, that's the more dangerous part because you'll miss it. Jesus came for the sin sick and Jesus ignores what Peter said and, and replied, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus basically said, look, I'll sort out the sin part later. Like, I'll sort that out later. Now, come follow me and I will fi- make you Fishers of men and verse 18 again they got a boat full of fish a boat full of money like this is what they've been dreaming of this is what they worked their entire life for maybe they could even retire early i don't know but they've got it but verse 18 says at once they left their nets and followed him they left their nets they left their money They left the fish they left it all and instead they followed him and there's a financial cost in following jesus there's a financial cost the bible says no one can serve two masters either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and money and for us as christians we just need to be really careful with our money we need to be aware of it we need to be aware of the, the love of it of the dangers of it and just encourage us to use our money to extend God's kingdom like God has given you the money he knows exactly how much you've got in your bank account or how much you're in the red he knows exactly and we can use our money to extend God's kingdom even that video isn't it like isn't that a real prayer we've been able to give up money there to people that we may we might never ever meet but those people because they've got a warm building now they can share the gospel and people we can be a part of that isn't that great and it, it, like what a what a like crazy prayer is like we've done that and the prayer is please pray that no missile hits the building that's crazy isn't it like that's a real prayer like, that's a real prayer. And so we don't, we don't give to get back. We give because we want to extend in the kingdom. And so whether that's given to uh, us as a church to financially develop or put into missions or for you to um, financially give to Christian charities, use your money to extend God's kingdom. Like be careful of the love that money can have in our hearts. There's a financial cost. In following Jesus. And finally, back to Mark's uh, account in verse 19. It says, When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets, and without delay he called them. But we know from Luke's account, these guys have been involved in the story already. These guys are the, the owners of the other boat. These guys are involved. They're partners with Simon and Andrew. So these guys aren't just random. These guys are part of the story. These guys have been part of the miracle of all the fish. Uh, They've also got a boat load full of fish. Like, these guys are also loaded now. They're minted. These guys have got money. These guys have got a boat full of money. Uh, and, And also we read about their dad is there. And a w if his dad is there and his dad's a, a fisherman like, and his son's a fisherman like this is a a family record like this is someone get the camera out like let's take a photo let's put it on the wall above the fireplace like this is a moment to celebrate this is the the a, a great family time a record catch for this fisherman family and now G- jesus would have been with simon and andrew he talks about jesus and called simon and andrew they've walked down a bit they see james and John. so there's one had just become three and now they're asking these other two to join them uh, and uh, but he saw them and he and, and they saw him and he called them and it says this in verse 20 and they left their father zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him again these guys had money this was like the best fishing day ever their father's proud of them like what a momentous day and yet jesus says leave that and instead come follow me and that line their father zebedee i just feel like as i was preparing Maybe that's for one person or more than one person specifically, but they left their father Zebedee. It's for someone today, um, like because we don't know what the father says. We don't know if the father says, "All right, great, guys, he's the Messiah. He's obviously the the one. Like, go follow him. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Just go follow him." Or we don't know if the Father says, like, don't you dare follow him. <laughs> like, you're a fisherman. Like, who's gonna help me get the fish out? Like, this is our business. Like, you're walking away from that. Like, don't you dare leave me with these guys. We don't know what the Father says. And for some people you today, like, you've had to leave your father's every in the boat to follow Jesus. Like, you've had to leave a family member, like, almost in the boat to follow Jesus. And there could be, like, an ignorance about it. They could be, like, oh, I don't care, or as long as it makes you happy, or, yeah, that's your thing, that's fine. And it could be that. Or it could be, like, a real, like, hatred, or, like, a real pressure, or a real, like, how dare you do that? Like, you're dead to the family because of that. And just like that, that sense of leaving your father's Zebedee in the boat to follow him. Because their dad was a fisherman, maybe their granddad, maybe their sons to come. Like this is a family thing. It's all they know, it's all they do. Maybe on the boat they've got a sign Zebedee and sons. Like maybe it's, it's one of those things. So for them to leave their dad could have been a disgrace to their family. Like, these are not educated disciples. Like, they're fishermen. And yet Jesus calls them to follow him. Like, why would Jesus want them? Like, why would Jesus choose them? Like, why didn't Jesus ask the dad to go as well? Or the hired men? Like, why didn't he include them in the story as well? And we don't know the answer to that. We don't don't know. But in the Gospels, we read that these guys would still see their family from time to time because they were in the area, but these guys would never go back to the family business. Like, they would never go back to the family business. And there's a family cost in following Jesus. There's a family cost in following Jesus. And uh, before I finish, I just want to pray for people like for me to go back to my house and we've just had a family holiday now like all the people there are Christians uh, and they're part of a tradition, going on with the Lord so when I do that it's, it's quite an easy relaxing easy time we talk about Jesus a lot but for some of the people you, like you go back to the house and maybe there's a spouse or a parent or a child in your house and they could be apathetic about it and in that apathy, like, it still breaks your heart, doesn't it? Like, if there's apathy in there, like, that's still hard for you. But also there could be, like, anger against it or uh, hatred against it. And, and that's hard as well. And so if that's you, if your family situation, that, that line, their father's everybody in the boat, like, leaving their father's everybody. if that's real for you, like, we'd just love to pray with you. Um, and as a church we just want to pray so if that's you this is not to shame you or anything like that, but if you feel comfortable if you can stand and we'll pray for you and the reason we ask you to stand is because Jesus often asked, to, asked for a response and we can pray for you as a church as well then so if that's you if you're able to stand and we'll pray for you for that Yeah, Father, we just pray for these people, Lord. Stand in, Lord, that this is real for them, Lord. That even maybe going back now to the house, it might be, it might be apathetic and just nonchalant, but it could be pressure and uh, underlying anger there. And Lord, just pray you help them, Lord. Pray you help them almost realize that well, it's not like they're doing anything wrong. This is just part of following you. Lord, help us as a wider church family. Help us help them. Help us encourage them. Help us love them and pray for them and support them. Yeah, and we, it doesn't fully make sense to us all the time, Lord, but you, you called these people and you called these people and they left their father. And we just pray for these people, Lord, who are standing, Lord, and just, we just pray for them that you help them follow you, even if they're the only people in their household, Lord. And, Father, we just pray for their household, Lord. We pray for the people, Lord, who are standing here on behalf of, Lord. We do pray, almost like for Zebedee's fathers, Lord. We pray that you'll touch their hearts, Lord. Lord Jesus if you've touched the people you're standing you can touch their hearts Lord your grace is sufficient Lord your blood is great enough to cover their sins Lord you, you lived and you died and you rose again for them as well so we just pray by your grace will you save these Zebedee's fathers as well touch their hearts Lord we pray and help these guys follow you and help us Encourage them, Lord. Amen, Lord. Amen. Amen.